DIY podcast. Hi, and welcome to DIY's South by Southwest podcast. Every year, the great and good of the music industry descend on Austin, Texas to try and work out which hot young things will become the superstars of tomorrow. This year, DIY weren't only there to try and find our favorite new bands. We also presented two showcases, bringing together some of our British faves with some friends from overseas. Four of those bands, Boniface from Canada, who just recently signed to Transgressive, Whole Boy's Life, New Yorker's Public Access TV and Spain's Bay Waves also sat down for chats with us and we caught up with our favourite shame who've been basically ruling the entire world with a seemingly non-stop tour. Here we go. I am Vanda the Panda. I'm a professional panda here in Austin, Texas. So on an average day at South by Southwest, what does that entail? What does that entail? I will wake up, put on the panda suit, put on the hat, put on the shoes, the panda shoes, and kind of, uh, I've got like a list of bands that I like, I really want to catch. And so I kind of go and just roam around in a panda suit, no matter how hot it is. I'm just sweating, sweating panda balls in my panda suit. <laughs> That's what happens. When did you first know that like being a panda was like what you wanted to do? Oh, it was when I was 21. 20, when I turned my 21st birthday, I got a panda hat. I went out and like, yeah, so when you when you turn 21 here, you get to, uh, on 6th Street, get to have free shots in every bar. So that whole idea is the trying to do 21 shots in one night. So, but the thing is, and uh, I turned 21 of the midnight on a Saturday night. So, and then all the bars here close at 2. So I was like, okay, I've got two hours to do, to try to do 21 shots. And I, my friend gifted me a panda hat. And I was able to do 17 plus ride a mechanical bull and not die. So I like, and all the while still having this panda hat on the entire night. And waking up with the panda hat on and I was like, okay, there's like something, some, I got to keep doing this panda stuff. I'll start, I'll keep wearing the hat and then it evolved into the suit and then it just evolved into this whole like, kind of like panda persona that's, I've been able to do so many cool things as a panda. That's good. Yeah. So now it's been how many years? Six years. Six years. And you do a- this regularly? Yeah. I get a lot of shows and festivals in my panda suit and it's kind of great like you, uh, very much people very much connect to me being a panda and I've gotten to do like some insane things like uh, my friends are in the band Bears Den and if you uh, watch their music video do on the vine I am up playing ping pong in my panda outfit in this music video and that would have never happened if I never met them here at South by like six seven years ago as a panda it's just great. It's, 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 it's insane. Like, I, I often tell people this. I'm like, like, my life would be so significantly different if I never became a panda. Is there a point when you suddenly become the panda persona or, like, do you feel like you kind of just generally embody that? I definitely like to say, like, I am generally, like, just, like, a super happy, like, let's go at a person. But definitely when the panda suit comes on, it's, like, Every, all my friends know, like, oh, this is going to be a good night. And I'm like, yeah, it's going to be a good night. Cause really? So you just get, like, just on, like, a random, like, oh. non-South by... Oh, non-South by... like, a sometimes. good, like, Thursday. Yeah. Oh, Thursday nights are my favorite in Austin. There's a club called Barbarella, and they do, like, Motown Soul Night. And I will I rock up in my panda suit. I used to have, on my Tinder profile, meet me on the middle of the dance floor on a Thursday night in Barbarella. I'll be in a panda suit. And, like, all these guys on Tinder would show up, and you'd be like, oh, what the fuck do I do? 
<laughs> like, like, oh, that's real awkward. Like, fucking ten guys show up from Tinder, and you're like, oh, all right. You get a lot more people, like, just really into the panda thing. It's weird, yeah, because I, I do get a lot of furries. A lot of guys, a lot of guys asking me if I'm a furry, which I'm not a furry. But I guess uh, my Tinder is very panda heavy, which is a good thing, which is great because I just stand, I stand out. But then it's also a bad thing because when I don't match with them, but they'll see me out and about Austin, South by Southwest, and then they'll like be like, oh my God, like I saw you on Tinder. And I'm like, oh, fuck. <laughs> I obviously swiped left, so come on. <laughs> Would you ever go for another animal-based outfit person? Um, yeah, so I actually have a, um, a red panda suit, if you've ever, you know, like the, the little raccoon looking, like, they're like well, that's red raccoons. like Sundays. Um, uh, that's, so I like to call that the mischievous panda. <laughs> my friends like to refer to a red panda suit as mischievous panda suit. And I like to like maybe like steal like little things, like little things, like paint cans from like doorsteps or something like, like just like little gnomes from yards. But I'm like, but I, it, it's all okay because I'm a because I'm a red panda, so that's the mischievous panda. So I justify my bad behavior just because I'm a red panda. You can get away with a lot in these outfits. You, oh my gosh, it's like it's kind of fucking insane. Like just like getting into things or like yeah just doing very illegal things but you being like oh i'm a panda they're like oh yeah that's fine hi this is micah visser with boniface at south by southwest for diy magazine so tell us about your time at the festival so far oh it's been amazing yeah we just played our very first show and i'm amazed at how welcoming and nice the crowd was um so you are obviously from Winnipeg. Winnipeg, Canada. Which is a very small town in Canada. Yeah. Like, what's the kind of, like, how does the music scene there compare to kind of here? Or obviously, we're based in London. Mm-hmm. Like, tell us a bit about that. Uh, I think it's probably quite different from what I've experienced. Winnipeg gets very cold. Uh, so basically, everybody just holds up in their basements in the winter and plays music together. So I think it translates to music that's. Uh, maybe a little bit more intimate or um, yeah just people that are very uh, close together it's a very tight-knit scene I think. How have you kind of found it's been uh, taking things outside? It's been like a very kind of different experience? Yeah it's been really nerve-wracking for sure Uh, but we've had really fun experiences everywhere we've been people have been really nice. And for people that haven't heard your music what do you want people to take away from your show like what's the kind of experience that you want people to have? Um, well, I really like uh, just music that can be listened to and that can be really instantly rewarding. So I want people to hear it for the first time and just be able to appreciate it from wherever they're coming from. Uh, but then also hopefully walk away and be able to uh, take something more from it as time goes on. And then obviously, so there was a song that came out on Transgressive earlier, which is great. Um, and for stuff that you are recording now, like tell us about just something that you're very excited about with your new music. Uh, I'm just really excited to keep making pop songs. <laughs> I don't know. It's uh, what's your best pop song so far? Oh, <laughs> well, we just put out Phantom Limbs, which is pretty pop, about as pop as it comes <laughs> for us. Uh, yeah, that's probably a good one. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> DIY podcasts at South by Southwest. Live, uh, the South by South headlining our stage at the BME at the South by Southwest stage. Yes, yes. Um, give us a potted recap of how your week has been so far. 
Well, we flew in on Saturday, which was nice. Got yep. a little uh, jet lagged on the old flight, had quite a lot of gin and some codeine, which is probably not good. But no, it's been great. We had a, we played yesterday, um, which was good. Um, sort of like, felt like a warm up for tonight's show. Um, the most important really show, looking. DIY show is the most yeah, important Yeah, well, the one. DIY show is our most important show of the week. Yes, and obviously. Put the whole you know. on? Yes, yeah. that's what I heard yeah. too. Great. Um, so obviously you went here last year. Now you will presumably have some new stuff to play. Um, can you tell us about some new songs that you are yeah, like, well, we've got one called Excites Me, which it always does excite me to play it. <laughs> no, we're, we're playing a lot of new songs tonight, probably like four or five. Um, currently writing like uh, the second album in bits and bobs, so um, yeah, it's good to play some new stuff. It's good to be back out, and this year we're out for seven days, so that's going to be good for us. On the new stuff... Like, how would you, like, what do you think you've kind of, like, progressed with, with uh, songwriting? Like, what are you most excited about with this next album? There's more um, trumpet on this one, isn't there? And way more rap. Yeah, yeah. That was the, that was the stuff that I liked most about your first album. The main feedback had been that's what was missing. Yeah. Because you've got bare flow. Well, yeah, I spit, I don't Can spit you bars, do any I now? That's an example. Uh, <laughs> for contractual reasons. <laughs> no, I think, um, no, the music in... in it's got a lot of more layers to it. Um, I don't know. Like it just seems bigger. Like we've. Sort of, I think the first album was like um, very much like a collection of songs in terms of like it was cut and pasted together. This we're, we're thinking about more of a, a whole body of work. So um, yeah, we're looking forward to writing the full thing. Do you think that there's kind of, I think because a lot of what people kind of latched onto with the first album was the fact that it felt kind of very, uh, like, politically engaged. Is yeah. that uh, something that you are progressing with? Like, where do you kind of, like, what do you want people to take away from this? Well, I think um, we'll, because we always write about what's happening around us or what's happening in our day lives and especially, like, our work and stuff like that. So, like, it, it, it influences it day in day out so we'll never not we'll never not be like commenting on what's happening and we're not scared of like commenting on what's happening um, so I think that that'll still be an influence um, this 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 one's got like a theme of like I guess like growing up or whatever if, they're all that, that sounds like a bit like old and jaded that's they're all, all about being old we're and trying right we go let's not, not write another one about that let's do something else and then it's like I'm bitter as fuck but no um <laughs> No, we'll still keep it real because obviously we're, we're youth workers. <laughs> Does that feel because obviously you did that tour with Nadine Shah? Yeah. And like, you know, all of the bands I feel that you're associated with, the kind of impetus behind it is like actually saying something about like yeah. being alive in this weird modern world. Like, yeah. what, like, what's the kind of? Do you feel like you kind of have a like a kind of message that you're trying to put out? Well, I think I think recently you've seen artists like you say, like Nadine Shah, Idols, ourselves, sort of like we've always been on sort of like the edges, what I call like the ugly edges of the music industry, sort of like we're the gnarly, ugly ones just looking in. But <laughs> it's okay. just, sorry, it's just. He's, I've never heard him call it that. It's I just, like it. it was, I think it works. I think that is what we'll call it from now on. But um, it's great. <laughs> yeah, thanks, mate. You've put me off now. Sorry. Um, 
but yeah I think like this band's now not bothered about what they're saying and they're still getting properly and that six music crowd like you say or like you know that kind of like the, when we were on tour with Nadine Shah it was very much like a different type of style of music but like the voice was the voice was the same kind of thing and I think um, you know people are, people aren't scared now about like what what they want to do and what there's a lot more control in their own music and I guess um, that, that's that's what we fit into. Any other exciting developments in the world of life? Well, um, as a, well, <laughs> I put two yogurts in the fridge earlier, and I'm excited about them. Yeah, yeah. great. And our hotel is good this time. Uh, last time we stayed in like a shack outside, <laughs> about 30 miles away. But now, and now we're, you're now at we're a working central. toilet. And I even had a swim in a swimming pool. Holy today. shit! My eyes went red from the chlorine. Great. Well, um, on that note that you've sold out, yeah. then... <laughs> and we've sold out. Goodbye. And, uh, yes, bye. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Public Access TV. What's <laughs> up? How's it going? Um, so we are backstage at Seven Grand, where you are about to play a banging rock show. That's right. <laughs> right. A banging That's rock banging. show. That's very true. We're going to play a rock and roll show, man. <laughs> Is this the first one of the festival? This or? is one of two shows that we're doing at South by Southwest. Oh, a minimal run. Yeah, we're very happy about that. Okay. I'm excited about this South by. Okay, is this how many times have you been at I South by now? I've been to almost every South by since 2006. Wow. Exactly. So, this band, we've been here like three times. Three or four? Uh, this is like four, number four, I think. I think this is number four. Okay, as potentially one of the most seasoned South By goers out <laughs> there, how do you get through this mad old week intact? Uh, we're, we're still trying to figure that out, I yeah, think. it's not easy. Um, Just try uh, and get comfortable wherever you can. I mean, I don't really have any advice. You can't, you can't. You just have to be up for anything, I think. I think you hit a point, I mean, like, my legs are going to be so tired. I've only got here this morning, I think tomorrow this time, I, you know, it's just, you have to be just up for it. Okay. I'm ready for, I'm ready for anything. So Austin obviously has its Keep Austin Weird slogan. Yeah. Keep Austin Weird. Keep yeah, Austin really, Weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are there any particularly notably weird things that you have seen over your I tenure? I saw today there was a billboard of a, of a lawyer, cheap, cheap ass lawyer. Uh, he's the rock and roll lawyer. He's got, he had white dreads. He has, he has white dreads. Um, Strong look. If that isn't Keep Austin weird, and I don't know what. Uh, I'd go to him for help. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's cool, dude. I drink I and drive, it. too. I'll get you off this. That's you know, <laughs> kind of his... It's probably his thing. Yeah. And obviously now you're coming back with a new record. We have a brand new album out. Which is a wonderful album. Thank you very, very much. Um, did you... So, obviously, with the last one, um, your house burned down. Um, anything slightly more positive experience this time? <laughs> Nothing burned down. Uh, this nothing time. burned down this time. That's that's improvement. Uh, yeah, I think overall this this is a cohesive. You know, we went in and we made the record in one place, and even that was kind of an accomplishment for us. The first record was at you know six different. Um, I mean, it was recorded all around the world. So this one, you know, we were very happy to just kind of like have this have a lot of control over the whole grand picture. You know. Yes. Do you think that kind of changed uh, the way that the record turned out, kind of having a slightly more grounded approach to recording it? Probably. I think that it was easier to, you know, we recorded it in one place. So we didn't have to, when we mixed the last record, we had to try to 
put a layer of something over all of it in the mixing process to kind of make it sound like we recorded, like it, all the songs are from the same album. Um, but you know, at the same time, I don't really care about that either. This record's like a, got a pretty wide variety, and um, yeah, we're just happy that it's new. It's fresh to us, you know. It's nice to be playing new stuff. Um, can you tell me some kind of exciting secret from this recording process? What might people not know that is integral to understanding this record? Wow, a secret, yeah. like a key that unlocks the album. Like a key the that album. unlocks the album. It was made in a building where they used to make Viagra. That's yeah. that's true. Uh-huh. That, I don't know how secret that is now, though. Um, everyone, uh, knows that. everyone knows that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's a good you know, one. Did that's that have true, an influence? Very sexy record. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, we, we were just sitting around taking loads of Viagra all day. Yeah, this record sounds right. like a giant I mean, you just like four hour boner. <laughs> you just find them on the couch cushions. You're like, what's that? That's Viagra. Um, we just pop them for fun. It was very, it, the, the studio had, had a very long walk to the bathroom, and it wasn't till the very end that we acquired a Razor scooter so you could make it from the studio to the bathroom. So that was nice. I think that, I think that that, you know, <laughs> I don't That's know. simultaneously brilliant and the laziest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a long walk. It, 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 I mean, you'd be surprised, you'd be always. surprised. Okay, well, you're gonna go on stage in a couple of hours. Good luck with that. Thank Have you. Have a nice time. Thank, Thank you very much. much. Thank you. Thanks, Public Access TV. Here with Bay Waves. Hello. Hi. <laughs> we just played an excellent set as part of our night at Seven Grand. Uh, Thank you very much. Felt good. Yeah. It really did. It really. Did. The the venue sounds amazing, and the public was also amazing. So we're happy yeah. on the stage. Yeah, we're really happy. Excellent. Yeah, good. we're really happy with the show. Um, so this is your first time at South by, right? Yeah, our first year. Okay. How does it kind of live up to expectations? Like, what did you think that this festival was gonna be like? Oh, it's a, it's just sort of second day here, so we've been kind of just sleeping, going to shows. But we're, like yesterday was really fun. Uh, everything is bigger than expected. Everything is bigger and, and louder and tastier than expected. So, are there kind of any comparable? I mean, obviously a lot smaller, but does like Spain kind of have any of these like showcase festivals and things? Like, how does it? Well, there's one called Monkey Week mm-hmm. that used to be held in a small town by the sea called Puerto Santa Maria in the south, and now it's held in Sevilla, in Sevilla, in South Spain. Of course, it's way smaller. I think I've talked to some people who have been coming here for 10 years, and they say that it used to be more like this. I mean, South by Southwest, when it was smaller, the venues were closer, and it is a bit like that in Spain. I mean, it's 20 venues, more or less, and in the center of the city, and it's like uh, it's like this without taking the car everywhere. How would you say? Because obviously, I would say, you know, there's like you guys and Heinz and the parrots and things that have been kind of coming across and making a bit of noise in England. Like, is that representative of the Spanish scene at the moment? Uh, like, what's po- what's popular I, in I Spain? Think so. Like, it's representative, I think, just of the Madrid scene. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a lot of things going on. Like, in the past, like five years. I think like the music scene in, in Spain is getting really, really, really yeah, good. We were so happy yesterday because we saw the River Su Story, that are a band from Sevilla. Tomorrow are coming Fawkes, which are another band from Madrid. And there's like a lot of Spanish bands. Sefir Bones from Barcelona also. Around, yeah, uh, Melenas, like there's like 10 or 15 uh, Spanish bands right now. So it's like a good 
improve. I think that the Spanish scene is really uh, developing. And it's quite broad. I mean, I think us, Heinz and Parrot, being different things, could sound similar to each other, like sonically speaking. But if you take a look of all of the Spanish bands, the, the, the specter of genres is quite broad. So it's, that's, that's becoming broader. That's, that's, yeah. We're happy with Spain, yeah. Do you think that there's a kind of Spanish sound, for want of a better word? Maybe not as a sound, but maybe as uh, the way to do things or the way to like try to, to develop your band and try to uh, get to festivals like here. And, I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, there's also like, it's not like sonically similar, but there's kind of a vibe. Yeah, I feel that, like there's that like is, an attitude. That, that is, yeah, that is in like in every band, and not only in the sound, but also like in the attitude on stage and. I, I think there's some Spanish vibe there. I think it, it, it's because mo all of the bands we're talking about are bands that do it themselves. <laughs> so I think that kind of attitude is how seeing other bands, see how they make it. and It's like a, it's a small scene with a lot of bands, you know how I mean? It's, it's not very professionalized yet, so everyone is just having fun and, and, and working, sure. helping each other. There are not like any big labels in Spain. So like I think everyone tries to help each other and go to each other's shows. Like so, it's really a Spanish spirit. Yeah. Have you got many other shows this week? Yes, we've got 12 in total. Oh wow! We've played three so far, so we have nine, nine to go. Okay. Yeah. Tomorrow no, Friday we have three in four hours, so it's gonna be. No, no, no! It's three in three hours, I think. You know, and, and the traffic here in Austin is, you know how it is, so it's gonna be hard. Well, good luck with that. Thank you. And thank you for an excellent set. And onwards to the next nine shows. Thank you, Lisa. <laughs> Thanks, <Yeah>. bye. <laughs> All right, shame. Hello, how are you doing? <laughs> Very well. We are technically, or we are sat in the shadow of a van. Yeah. Yeah. A glamorous Austin. They get into free promo out of that. Three yeah. um, <laughs> so we're doing, how many shows is it? We got we got four today. We're gonna be doing nine in total over these four days. Okay. Yeah, today's gonna to be a slog. Yeah, which yeah. is a very like how do you? Because it's obviously an incredibly kind of um, physically taxing show, I would imagine. Yeah. Um, how do you kind of manage to get through nine shows of that? Like, what's the? I, I don't know. I think it's just like you kind of go into flight mode almost a little bit. Like, you know, try not to think about the fact that you've still got three more shows to play today. <laughs> it's all right. It's all right. I think, I think just don't, also just like don't drink as well before. When we go on, like start drinking at the last gig because, you know, seven hours of drinking and with four gigs in between. You but if you progressively get shitter and shitter it's like, uh, as the day goes on. But when we, you know. when we released our first proper single for The Lick, we did three, three gigs in one night in three different areas of London, Central, South and East. We had a little like tour bus, but, you know, this is a bit more... You know, this is our sixth week on tour, so. Yeah, of about two years of constantly. Yeah, exactly. Being on tour. It's like someone in our booking agent is trying to kill it like death by touring. Yeah, I know. We now we now live in a van. Well, and it's just been nicked as well. So. You did live in a van. Now we you're homeless. We did live in a van. Yeah, now <laughs> we're homeless. In Romford, if anyone wants to keep an eye out. We've got shreds of our belongings scattered across our mate's house in, in London. In there as well. yeah. Just leaving a trail. The tra yeah. Not the trail of destruction that people would expect, just a trail of shoes. Tra and yeah, the trail of misery and <laughs> and serious. And Gretel, yeah, <laughs> one long existential life crisis. So you came last year. Have you found that the reaction this year has been 
different, better, presumably? Like, how's the kind of comparison? Well, I think last year, because we, because visa reasons, we only played two shows. So, and also none of us were 21, so it was it was an absolute ball leg the entire time. But this time, no, definitely, like the one we just did at Cheer Up Charlie's was wild. You know, like there was kind of like the, all the people going wild at the front and then all the industry people kind of standing there with their arms crossed, you know. That's yeah. what it was like last year. The border was very clear. I think, with, you know, we've only done two gigs so far and we've got a lot more to do, but it's, it is, it's weird because we've been in America for four weeks touring now, so you're a lot more sort of like settled into the time zone and to the culture. I mean, I don't think you can really ever be completely, you know, at ease with the American culture, but we're sort of, it, we're, you know, it's, it's nice. It doesn't we actually, like. we actually witnessed the shooting outside here last year. Someone got shot, like, literally over there. Yeah, yeah. We got shot outside our motel room at six in the morning. You know it's like we've been experiencing a lot of shootings recently. You know, like, yeah, hopefully yeah. not. Leave well, we are to, in Texas, so yes, yeah. exactly. You are wearing the very fetching cowboy hat, which obviously people can't see. But <laughs> funnily enough, he bought that in Australia. Oh, of right. all places. <laughs> I know, yeah. I know. Just bridging. This is like the fucking UN of cowboy hats. We, we, we turned up to uh, to Adelaide in Australia, and I was like, right, I need to become the midnight cowboy. So we went to a market in Chinatown in Adelaide, and you know, I just met a very nice lady at the shop, and just said, please, make me look like a cowboy. She presented this hat, and I've still managed to have it ever since. It was like six, that was six, six weeks ago now. How have you found? So like, um, it's been pretty much the world in the last. Yeah, like, have you found that kind of like there's a massive like different reaction in different countries? Like, do you think? Because I think it's you know, it's not like super British music, but there's definitely a kind of like British sarcasm to stuff. I I think yeah, I think with the type of humour, you know, it's a lot of like satire, and you're right, like sarcasm. So we weren't necessarily expecting a lot of um, American demographics to understand it, but. We've been like more than pleasantly surprised at all the shows we've been doing. We kind of had this whole stigma of, you know, America breaking British bands kind of thing, like physically and mentally. You're driving 12 hours to play to six people, but the gigs have been great, and we got to tour with um, Proto Martyr, and that was amazing to meet them, finally be able to see them. We're just about after South by, we're heading off to um, with Snail Mail doing co-headline tour with them, but everything's been a lot, you know, everything's been a lot you know, better than we expected. And um, we're still yet to do Asia, though. Australia is amazing. I think, like, they just, like, like he was saying earlier, like, guitar music's still kind of cool over there. Mm. Yeah, it was really weird. Yeah, yeah. Every, like, everyone in the crowd was, like, cool. I was like, okay, <laughs> now we're talking. <laughs> but, um, yeah, Australia was definitely, that's, like, one of the highlights of my life. Yeah. It's just so funny. Everyone's so relaxed. It's always sunny. It's always hot. You know, the culture, because of how many um, Australian people you know in, in London, you know, the culture is quite similar as well, just excess of... It's like you put English people in the heat, basically. Yeah, exactly. Everyone's a bit overboiled. Um, have you had any particularly surreal moments over your various travels? We, um, we, so, when we were driving, we had to drive from Mesa to Austin, Texas, um, which is about 935 miles. Quite a way. And it's quite a fucking way. <laughs> and on that drive, we stopped off at this gas station. There was a saloon, and we were like, "Oh, cool, yeah, a saloon." And then we went in, and we were like, "We gotta go inside. It's a saloon." And then we went inside, and we were like, "Oh, it's a saloon. <laughs> like this is real." And it was this like this woman as hard as nails who's behind the bar, and she was kind. Of, she ended up putting on um putting on one of our songs, One Rizzler. And before she did it, I was kind of like, you know, they're basically playing like Burt Reynolds' latest film soundtrack. <laughs> like, you know, Willie Nelson and all of that. And I was like, I don't know if... Trump's 
lot of Trump stickers, oh, wow. Obamacare makes me sick. And I was like, I don't know if the our music is kind of like right vibe. She was like, this is my bar and I'll play what I want. And I was like, okay, shotgun hanging above her head. And I was like, I'm not going <laughs> to argue. The scariest thing about that place was, I mean, it was like literally in the middle of the desert. It's like there was no way you could go there and not drive. Mm. And obviously people were in there just like, you know, downing shots of whiskey, like going out to get back on the motorway, you know. What was that one one sign? It was like, we used to have Ronald Reagan, Johnny Cash, and Bob Hope. Now we have Obama, no hope, and no cash. Yeah. <laughs> and everyone was like, smoke, chain, everyone was chain smoking inside, and it was kind of, you know when you walk into a place, and you're like, this is the kind of place where people disappear from the face of the earth. Like, if we don't leave those doors, you know, yeah, exactly. You know, scrap the van into scrap metal. Like, bodies, bodies as manure on the farm. Like, it all got, it all got, it all got pretty weird. I mean, America's just one long, I don't know, one long joke. <laughs> but the lot. Sometimes it's funny, and sometimes it's a bit like, okay, it's gone a bit too far now. The stereotypes of America are just completely true. Like everywhere you go, it's just, it's just completely. I mean, going to New York is like walking onto a fucking film set. You're like, I've been here, but you know, <laughs> you know ev it's like with everywhere. Like, you know, reality is a weird thing. Right. Um, lovely. Thanks. Thank you very much. We're gonna go and watch Idols now. Catch the last set. Yeah, 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 yeah. Let's All go right. and do it, man. Sick. All right, sweet. Thank you very much. DIY podcasts.